The confidence we have in something is determined by how much we sing about it, shout about it. But as I was sitting up there and, and they were singing that first song, um, I just had to jump to my feet because I have confidence in Christ. I have confidence in the things of Christ and I can't sit still. But when I jumped up, it reminded me of the Minnesota game I went to on Thursday night. Uh, now, just here, bear with me. This is a point. I think the Lord told me to tell you guys this, so I'm not... Anyhow, but, but I went to that Thursday night game and I could not believe how they sat on their hands. They would not stand up and cheer like I'm used to. And, 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 and I'll give it to you, Kansas City fans. You guys know how to cheer. Uh, when I go to Kansas City, my ears hurt afterwards. You stand the whole game. You never sat down. In Minnesota, they were literally sitting two-thirds of the game. And I finally just started jumping up and, and clapping and, 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 and showing my confidence in our team. And, and anyway, people followed me. But the Lord's really been hitting me is that when we have confidence in somebody that they're going to do great things, we sing and shout about it. But are we a Viking fan that doesn't do very good? Or are we a chief fan that hurts everybody's ears because we're so proud and confident in who we are? So I say to you, Chief fans, let's give it up for the Lord today. Sing a little hallelujah. Sing a little praise to him. Because we should be confident in what he does. You know, I tried to stay set down until we got into the promises. Man, I couldn't live this life without Christ, nor would I want to. Uh, man, I'm going to sing a little louder. And, and, and that's what brings me joy is Christ and the things of God. The scripture today that I'm, is very simple, and very, very quick. It's Luke 2.10. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause you great joy for all people. Cause. In other words, you're not going to have a choice. And you give it to Jesus, it's going to cause you to have great joys. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and Lord, I ask that, that, Lord, your presence is in the house. And Father, I ask that we open up our hearts to receive for you and to sing a little hallelujahs and, and allow you to continue to move in our life. And Lord, we give you praise, honor, and glory for all that you've done. And Father, forgive us when we don't show our appreciation for sending your son and, and remembering him in the Christmas season like we should. But Lord, we give a hallelujah today for your son. And we thank you for sending Christ. We thank you for coming because you bring us great joy in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. I was thinking this week, you know, you know what brings us great joy? And what brings me great joy? And I was thinking of the common things that probably everybody will mention. But, but I got to thinking about, and I, mom showed me some pictures, and I thought I'll just share them today. But when I was a kid... I got the first donkey or my first horse. And, and if they pop that up there, that was me on the end. I'm the one that's doing this. Yeah, I got my first horse. It brought me great joy, but not complete joy. 
And as I was looking through mom's picture, I remember the first tractor that dad brought, bought me and mom bought me. And, and I remember out in the yard playing with that. And that's dad, me and Mark. And, and it brought me great joy, but didn't bring me complete joy. You know, there are good things, but when Jesus isn't there, it's not as good as they can be. But when Jesus is there, they're great things. And then I got to thinking of the, you know, everybody, if I just had my first car, you know, this is the first car that I ever wanted is the next slide. And it's 1972 or, or something Nova. But guys, have you seen Novas today, how they fix them up? But my aunt would come to pit from Pittsburgh and take us kids to, to Pittsburgh and take us to Harry's and just spend money on us for a day to two to three days until she got tired of us. And then she'd send us home. But I always wanted that car. That car brought me happiness, but not complete happiness. And I thought, you know, if I can just get me a little football, that I'll just have some great happiness. And, and I played football and the Lord blessed me there, but, but I didn't have complete happiness in the Lord. You know, I just thought a little later, you know, what if I just get me a girl, you know, a girl would make me happy. And, and I was trying to think back and I couldn't find a picture, but the first girl that I ever kissed, all I remember is she tastes like corn anyway, you know, so it didn't bring me much joy, you know, it didn't bring me complete joy. I guess after I said that, that could, you could take that back, couldn't you? It was just a quick one, like that, you know. But, but then I got to thinking on and on and on, and, and the Lord reminded me, you know, everybody thinks money will bring them joy. And I thought that it just so happens that it's 30 years today, or this year if I'd have stayed at Freeman. I'd be retired. I was set to retire. I was on schedule to retire, and I would be set for life, 54 years old. Have it made in the shade. But man, I was happy, but I didn't have the joy in that job. You see where I'm going today? Jesus is what brings us complete joy. But as I went on, I got to thinking about this phone thing we talked about the other day. You know, uh, we all seem to take a lot of stock in our phones, and our phones are very important. So I thought, let's relate that today. But our first phone there I was talking about a few years ago, it started out with a party line. And I used the example that how God is there for us all the time. He's listening all the time. He never goes away. We can take stock in that. But I'll never forget, Dad got on at REA. And so they required him to have a private line. And so we got a private line at our house probably before most people. So we had it going on. Dad even put this bell outside. It's kind of like the school was. When that bell would go off, it would ring outside just as loud as the school bells so that we could get in and answer the phone. Well, he even ran a phone to the barns. So when that bell would go off, that we could run and answer that phone. So we upgraded from the, the party line to a private line. But then I got another treat for you today. Jojo, I can't, she won't leave it alone. She just wants it. But, but this other, I upgraded when I went to Freeman. Let's see how many of you remember these. How many knows what this is? Two of you? Three of you? Anybody? What is this? It's a back phone. So I upgraded from the private line to the back phone. And I thought, man, if I just had a back phone. So I was cruising around Freeman. Hey, dude, you know, how you doing? You ever try to drive a car like this? Yeah, you know? And, and I had this, one of the first mobile phones. I drugged this out of my barn the other day. But one of the first bag phones, the Freeman for sure. And, and man, I upgraded. 
But it didn't bring me complete joy either. And I got to thinking, I went in, Freeman, you know, they saw the need in it. And they, actually, they moved from the, the uh, Moto, Motorola type stuff into phones quicker than most businesses because they saw what that did. So we went to handhelds. And everybody knows from handhelds, you went into the iPhone 1, 2, 3, 4. Where are we at now? 11? So I can tell you guys, in the 40 years that phones have been around in my life, I've had a lot of upgrades, but they never have brought me complete joy. And only Christ brings us complete joy. And did somebody's phone go off? Is that why we're laughing? (laughs) And so, (laughs) you guys have really got me going now. But last week, that reminds me, I heard the popping here about shooting your mouth off too much. I've been at three or four district meetings lately, and the sound has been horrible. And, and I mean, where they couldn't play projection, the, the, the S couldn't even do her job at one church. I mean, it was pathetic. And at the second one, I finally went up to her and said, you know, if you had things at our church, you wouldn't have half these problems. And she was here last week, and what happened? <laughs> our sound. And I thought, that's what I get for shooting my mouth off, you know. But we do have one of the best systems around, and I appreciate the sound team and all that. But I don't know why I was chasing that rabbit. I guess that the sound guys don't bring me complete joy either, you know. <laughs> so anyhow. But, but as I look back on that, when I looked at the phone and all these things without Jesus, this phone caused me a lot of extra work, if you don't know the truth. When I got this, I got more accessible. And the other side of that is this cost about half of what my salary was. And it brought, put a stress on my marriage. And so all these things that we're trying to find uh, 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 happiness in, we're chasing after, a lot of times, you know, cause more work, put stress on your marriage, and all these other things that when we got somebody like Jesus, that we can just sing a little hallelujah to, and he'll change our life. And so that's the theme of the sermon today, that Jesus caused great joy. Great joy comes from Jesus. The shepherds never found complete joy in the sheep, the job, the family, the friends, the phone. The star was their phone. They followed the star. They found great joy in Jesus is where they were complete. And that's the way it is will will be for us. I know it's hard for a lot of people to receive this because it's a simple message. And then that's all I'm saying to you today is sing a hallelujah and it'll change your life because Jesus will bring you a great joy. We see that there's um, three things that cause great joy. And I'm going to go through them really quick, quickly. But it's God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit. But if you guys think about that, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, well, we're in that cycle too. If you're a believer today in you. So you can plug your name in. When you plug yourself into those three things, it will cause you to have great joy. We see in David that his joy came from the Lord. And David, a man, a king, King David, that had everything. He had all this world could offer at his beck and call. Snap the finger and it's mine. And all he could do to bring himself complete joy was worshiping God. And David wrote the Psalms, 23rd Psalm, or had a hand in writing the 23rd Psalm. A Psalm that we always use at funerals when we need to use now. The Lord was David's shepherd. The Lord is our shepherd. I shall not want. When we got our eyes on the Lord, we will not want. 
He makes me to lie down in green pastures. You stressed out today? Then give a hallelujah to the Lord. He'll lead you to still waters. He restores your soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. You see, David, who had all this world had to offer, knew that his joy would not be complete unless it was in the Lord. And then we have Jesus that again in the scripture says, will cause us to have great joy. Jesus here, that cause that he has, cause means source, root, beginning. So when it says cause, Jesus is your source of joy, your root of joy. The beginning and the starting point of joy is Jesus. You know, farmers, if you can relate to the seed, when you plant Jesus in your life, that joy will sprout up and grow in to these mighty fields that you see and harvest. When we're at Jesus' feet and we're worshiping Jesus, he causes great joy. The shepherds realized that. They realized Jesus brought them great joy and they shared it with everybody. But Jesus himself said, I am the way, I am the truth and the life. Jesus said, you want to have the truth, you want to have a good life and you want to know the way, then you accept me because I'm the only way to the Father. John 14, 6. No one can come to the Father except through him. I was miserable before I believed and I was hurting before I believed and I got saved and it caused great joy to explode in my life. Many, many times and it still happens today. Great joy just explodes when I go to the throne. And then you got the Holy Spirit here today. And the believers were filled with the holy, with joy and with the Holy Spirit. I get so excited here because joy comes with the Holy Ghost. When you put yourself in the Holy Ghost present, joy will come. Anytime I've had a move of the Holy Spirit in my life, joy was in the house. Amen? When we experience God's presence, the presence of Christ, presence of God, the Trinity, joy, it comes with it. It's a part of it. But this helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all things that I've said to you. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say and do. Raise your hands earlier today. Those that, that got situations in your life, those that got great things going on in your life, praise the Lord. Sing hallelujah to the Lord because joy comes with the Holy Ghost. Joy is part of that Holy Ghost. So believers... Are we full of joy? Are we full of that joy, the, the, that same joy we received at salvation? That joy that we received in the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Are we there today? Well, I believe the Lord showed me five ways the shepherds invested in the good news. In other words, the joy of Christ or what caused joy in their life. And I want to run through them here real quickly. But the first one was fellowship with, with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit but also with people, with each other. We should bring each other great joy today. You know, I keep thinking about it. I could say it on every point. These kids brought us great joy today, didn't they? And, and I could say that on every point because when we are praising God, it'll bring us great joy. 
And so the scripture says in 1 John 1, 3 and 4, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father, with the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things will we write to you that your joy may be full. So your joy is in the presence of God and Jesus, the Trinity, the Holy Ghost, and each other. You find joy in this fellowship today. When we fellowship together, God's here and our joy is full. Fellowship means uh, it's, it's really tough, if you want to know the truth, to describe fellowship in a biblical term or the biblical way. But it means being actively involved in a church or fellowship with other believers. And, and guys, we need to take all the opportunities that we can, not only to be, to be in fellowship with God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but with each other and, and, and doing things together. And I got to thinking, does Oakton offer us those opportunities? Are we giving you the opportunities to be able to worship? And just this last week, uh, we had a dinner for those uh, on Monday night. Uh, normally, uh, I have a staff meeting for staff and, and, and just acknowledge their commitment and their, fe- or their love for the church. And I do that with staff. But this year, we've been without staff most of the time. And, and I felt like I wanted to, to do the laity. But I couldn't afford to feed everybody in this room. So I was like, Lord, how do you want me to do that? And the Lord just said, do the chairs. And so we did the, the chairs of trustees and pastor staff and the chairs of these committees and had a luncheon together and just had a great night of fellowship this week. A great time of coming to the Lord, just giving praise to what he's done in the Oakton body. Tuesday we, and, and Friday, we rang the bell for the Salvation Army and, and raised money for the, to touch people through the kingdom of God. On Wednesday, we have our Bible studies. We took the youth to an area youth rally, and great uh, things happened those nights. Thursday, we went to Lamar pr- uh, Parade, and we went to other parades last week and, and just have done this demonstrating the joy of the Lord through this body. But golden agers, I go because I'm young, and I got to encourage them, right? But no, man, they give a great word every time I go. Uh, Pastor Larry sh- shared the first church service. And I'd never heard it before like he shared it that day, that the angel was the preacher. The shepherds were the people and how they went out and worshiped and praised God as a result. And just a beautiful night in the Lord. Again, Friday and Saturday, we did the nativity set up and just again preparing for a great day of outreach or week of outreach this week. Saturday, Gary and Ann were involved in shop with a cop and 125 kids were ministered to that day. And the Lord, uh, that fellowship of coming together with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I just named a few things. Man, get your bulletins out and read your bulletin. There's many opportunities to have fellowship with the church body, with the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Many opportunities. I would also say to you today that I attended a church years ago when I first met Karen and lived down in Joplin Way. And I did everything I could to get in to be a part of the church. And, and they were just pushing back all the time. And, and I hope that nobody feels pushed back today. If you want to be a part of this body and want to do more, you come to me and we'll involve you any way we can. And, and, and I was jumping hurdles, everything I could in this church to get inside that crust. And, and I couldn't do it until they found out I played ball. And then they asked me to play ball and when they were done with me, they didn't invite me to other things. 
And so I don't want to be that way as a body here. If you don't feel like you can get connected, you let me know and I'll get you connected. Believe me. (laughs) Amen. And so no doubt. So we have opportunities to fellowship. The second thing is, is telling others the good news about Jesus will cause us great joys. The shepherd in the story today went from tending sheep, their jobs, to telling everyone about Christ. Luke 2.18 says, And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by who? The shepherds. Did you guys catch that today? The shepherds went from their job being priority to God being priority. Again, not knocking job, but Jesus completes our job. Jesus completes our marriage. Jesus completes our phones. Jesus completes our, our desire for a car. Jesus is what completes us. I was blessed the other day um, by many at the Mary, Miss Merry Christmas. But Serena blessed me the most probably uh, uh, because of what I heard that she said but, or was read about her. But God had moved upon her life and youth a few weeks ago. And so she hadn't been really connected to Oakton that long. But she gave honor to God in her little reading. She gave praise of what God's done at Oakland through her life, even down to calling out wild youth and how it's changed her life. Man, that blessed me. Because when Jesus is inside us, we got to share it to the world. And whatever we do, whether it's Miss Merry Christmas, I'm going to get Jesus in there somehow. And he levels off and brings joy in those situations. And so I commend you. And I know many of the other ladies had said things too, but that really blessed me that day. What about this nativity coming up? Guys, we need people to park cars right now. We got the list is empty. Uh, We need some angels. But I don't tell you that for a reason. That's, we need that. But but what I challenge you to do more, are you praying over the nativity? Do you guys realize we'll minister to 700 and some people, minimum probably this weekend or coming up? And are we praying that our joy in parking cars will give us an opportunity to share Christ with somebody? Or our part in the skit will touch somebody's life? You've heard testimonies from me and many others about how the nativity moved their life and touched their life over the years because it was showing the hope that was in Jesus Christ. But are we praying and really getting in there and laying down our ourselves so that Christ can be glorified and to let his joy shine through us? You know, we always say that teachers are accountable, that pastors are accountable. Do you not think that you're not accountable to God with what you do with your salvation? Come on. Now, I believe that teachers and pastors are held to a higher standard, maybe. But are we like those chief fans that hurt your ears because they have confidence in who they are? Or are you like the Viking fans? You got to get them out of their seats. See, I'm dishing my Vikings today to make a point. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Worship will cause joy. The shepherds also went from tending sheep to telling everyone to glorifying and praising God. 
The Adventure Kids glorified and praised God today, and it brought us great joy. Uh, the reason I had that song was on my heart is Leland Praise Group sings that, but they have another song that says, Our Praise Becomes Your House. And, and people don't realize that when you're praising, you're inviting God into the house. And we don't realize that our praise becomes God's house. So if we're not praising, is God in the house? And, and we need to be asking him into the house. But you say, where does that say that in the scriptures? Psalms 22.3 says, yet you are holy enthroned on the praises of Israel. God, you are holy enthroned on the praises of Oakton. God, you are holy and enthroned on the praises of Pastor Ken on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Does God inhabit your praises? Is he number one in your list? And, and, and again, that way maker. Man, I come to life when I hear the promises that when we don't know what to do, that God is doing the work for us. God has already taken care of it for us. And I shared it two or three weeks ago that, that Israel, and, and a lot of people say that no prophet spoke from, from Malachi to the Gospels, that three or 400 years that there wasn't a prophet, there wasn't prophetic messages. But yet in that time, Israel was brought back home. God was doing a work. In that time, the church or the temple was reestablished. God was doing a work. In that time, priests were reestablished and doing a work. And God was moving. I tell you, I even looked a little bit deeper after I preached. And, and there was an oil. And again, I need to go back and study more. That was lit and kept on in the temple the whole time. And, and when Israel rebuilt the temple during that time, that three or 400 years, they had to have this specific oil and they didn't have it in Israel at the time. And they just had a little bit. And they lit that little lamp and they, that lamp burnt until they got the oil that they needed. And as they said, it was a miracle. And I understand today the Jews celebrate that day because God made the oil last. God is always at work even when you don't think he is. And so our worship and, and, and joy is huge. We need to give God praise in all things. We had the opportunities to, to worship on Sunday morning. The other thing that hit me just now is it wasn't it Anna that was in the temple that is worshiping night and day until Christ came. I may be wrong on that, but there was Anna and then there was a, a man. If the temple wouldn't have been there, they couldn't have done that because God was at work. So when we think God isn't working, he's at work fulfilling his promises all the time. And a lot of people don't like that work. God works for me. That's an insult. Well, God loves you and he does go to bat for you. And don't think he doesn't. He cares for you more than you can imagine. But our praises become your house. What we do in Sunday morning worship is what I'm challenging you guys to do all the time. What do we do Sunday morning? We pray. We sing special music. We preach. We respond to worship. We give. Over tithes and offerings. Just do that every day of the week. Just worship him. And he'll touch your life. I've been challenging you guys for the year-end offering to give a little more because God is calling Oakton to do some great things. And I know people give somewhere with the year-end monies. I challenge you to give it here because we're doing some great things and God wants to do even greater things. A lot of you people don't realize the school in Liberia, 
I think it's on the fifth room now. And, and maybe going on the sixth room. And that's not all because of Oakland. It's because of a lot of other people too. But we don't realize what God is doing. Uh, we have an opportunity to give year into the building. Get that paid off where we can do more stuff. But let's honor God with our worship. For happiness will cause joy. We were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. And other nations said, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. You guys realize that children laugh on an average of 150 times a day. And adults on an average of six. We need to listen to Jesus and and follow our children. And do the example of our children and learn to laugh a little bit more. I've got a deal I've posted on my Facebook, and because of time, I'm not going to read it today. But Karen told me about it, and, and it was about a 92-year-old lady that, that was blind, and they're putting in, her in the nursing home. And they took her in, and without even seeing her room, without seeing her surroundings, she said it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And they said to her, how can it be beautiful when you can't even see it? And she said, because it's a choice. It's a choice. You determine whether you're going to be happy. You decide ahead of time whether you're going to be happy. And, and she goes into a sermon. It's really good. And then the last thing, holiness will cause joy. Pursue peace with people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Holiness is the state of being holy. Uh, holy is exalted or worthy of complete devotion as one perfect in goodness and righteousness. Pursue holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Pursue complete devotion to goodness and righteousness. If you don't, you will not see God. Uh, Tozier always said something, and I remember this from school. And you say, well, how does it relate? But he said, more spiritual progress can be made in one short moment of speechless silence in the awesome presence of God than in a year of mere study. And what I'm saying to you today that that when we draw into Christ and holiness, we will experience God. And when we experience God, that's more than any school can do you, more than anything else. It will, it, God will give you revelation and dreams and dreams. We are called to be holy like him. We should make every effort to be holy. Holiness involves effort. As Mother Teresa said, our progress in holiness depends on God and ourselves, on God's grace and our will to be holy. Can you decide to let Jesus make you holy, Mother Teresa? God's already provided the grace. All we have to do is just depend on him and to push into him, develop ourselves in him. Praise him. If you want to come forward today. Guys, there's a book that, that I forgot to bring up, and that's slide number one if you want to go there. I think I'm done with the slides anyway. But... I think I'm going to be preaching out of this a lot after the first of the year if you want to grab one and buy one. But I think it's awesome, and this guy really brings it back to the simple things. But but he was at LSU down there when me and Brian were in college down there, and, and this guy, Brian, put me on to him, and it's a good read regardless if I preach on it or not. But probably heading that way after the first of the year, probably January, the the uh, whatever the second week of January is. But are Christians today, believers here today, is your joy complete? Are you as joyful in the Lord as you were the day you got saved?
Are you as joyful in the Lord as the day that you're baptized in the Holy Ghost? Because that should be our goal. And, and that's the altar call today. I want everybody to stand to your feet today. And, and I just want you, as the praise team sings today, I just want you to examine your life. Because I hear all the time and, and, and that I'm, I'm not happy. And if you know the truth, guys, this world gets a hold of me sometimes. And, and, and Karen goes, you need to change your attitude. Yeah. And my mom tells me I need to change my attitude sometimes. But I also do it back. But we need to really focus on the joy of the Lord in our lives. And I've told you guys how to do that today by trusting in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, refreshing and renewing. How many here today aren't saved? Because you need to be saved. Saved meaning having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Guys, the Lord's moving today, and I want you to really be praying and examining yourself. But if you're not saved... I've never accepted Jesus as Lord, and I'm not living for him, and I want to today. Would you just raise your hand? I'm not, and I want to today. I want to receive Jesus. Because that's what's going to bring us the joy that we so desire. The second thing today is if you're not living for Jesus, and you're a believer, you're probably going to be more miserable than an unbeliever. Because your spirit's yearning. And you just need to raise the Lord today and say, Lord, I repent of some things going into my, on in my life. And, and Lord, I want you to move in. Would you just slip your hand to the Lord today and say, that's me. Father, I need a touch upon my life today. Because again, the Lord is all that's going to bring you complete joy. That's it. These other things may bring you joy, but complete joy is only found in Jesus. And in the Father. But the last thing is you just need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Renewed in the Holy Spirit. Man, my tank's empty, Pastor. And I need a renewing and refreshing. Would you just raise your hand today, Lord? I need a renewing and refreshing. And Father, you've seen the hands across the room on all three of these things today, Lord. And Father, I ask that you move on. Please come. Let it be Jesus.